0: Interested in governing majorities. It is content to be a token and controlled opposition of the left. It cares only for control of its own minority caucus and talent to the outer. America first populist candidates in the primaries and then abandon them in the general election. And then they have the chutzpah to scapegoat and blame it all on the greatest president of the modern era, President Donald J. Trump. All to cover up their own failures, their own mediocrity. These snakes, these backstabbers, they put Brutus to shame. But ultimately, every American patriot must know that the Uniparty own, and the uni Party is content to see the managed decline of our once great republic continue. Uni party elites will gladly sell out their country and our people at a moment's notice if they need more power and wealth for themselves. The tempestuous nature, nature of our nation's struggle is simply too much to bear again. America, American blood and treasure will be squandered overseas, while barbarism, criminality, corruption, deviancy, inflation and destitution plague our own shores.
1: Welcome back to the Rob Manish Show. It's Whistleblower Wednesday here on the Red Voice Media Network, the most dangerous network in America. Tim, who? Well, the Republican establishment uh, is back in a political unknown in a key Senate race, and uh, I'll tell you what, you know, quote, you're a political unknown, you can't win, close quote. That's what I heard over and over in my first U.S. Senate race after I retired from the military, but it was obviously all just baloney pushed by Senate GOP leadership that wanted former Democrat Bill Cassidy to replace three-term Democrat incumbent Mary Landrieu. And here we are today, 10 years later, with that same leadership, it hasn't changed, pushing complete political unknown because they say he's, quote, moderate enough to get elected, close quote. And the actual conservative candidate already lost by a very narrow margin. The last time is what their director of communications says. Well, that was the real problem I gave them too. I was running on what would become known as America first policies and the establishment knew they couldn't control me. So Montana conservatives, where this is happening, are just going to have to suck it up and accept the moderate candidate. That's going to be the position of the uniparty establishment GOP leadership for Senate elections. Clearly, this false narrative that only moderate GOP candidates can win is the establishment's fallback position for backing these candidates. Well, Montana conservatives are pushing back, and they should, very hard. My friend Darren Gobb uh, is joining me today. He's from Montana and a Republican activist there and leads a couple of organizations that are out to find America First candidates and support them. Darren, welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show.
2: Hey, Rob, uh, great to see you again. And uh, yeah, it is time for people to start realizing that that uniparty party is the most dangerous thing in the nation. It's time for to find those folks who are not part of it and magnify their names and voices and, and lift them up for standing up for principle.
1: Yeah, it is, man. You know, I can't believe it's been 10 years ago this past May that I first uh, started my first effort uh, just two years out of the Air Force. Uh, and I didn't know, I just didn't know that the uniparty GOP establishment folks were gonna be the people that actually tried to damage me and my family the most. I mean, I voted for Ronald Reagan in my first election and voted Republican ever since, you know? Uh, oh, for sure, it's, yeah. It's, it's just basically incredible. The whole
2: idea is Democrats will stab you in your chest and Republicans will stab you in your back. So you you pick yeah. which one you want.
1: Yeah, and that young man uh, in, a, in the cold open there, that's Gavin Wax, the president of the New York uh, Young Republicans Club. And uh, uh, he, he makes a media every once in a while. And it's always because he's pushing back against the Uniparty, and uh, it looks like they're up to their old tricks again down <laughs> in Montana. I can't <laughs> believe I get all this news out of Montana uh, that get, that's worthy of coming on the show all the time. That's It's good for me, but it just surprises me uh, that uh, they're so blatantly obvious. Now, we're gonna show uh, Sheehee's uh, little video here in the next at the beginning of the next segment because I, I wanna give folks the opportunity to see how they've polished this guy up. But, and look, you know, I, 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 run, I created Gator Pack to help veteran candidates that are America first, that are constitutional conservatives, that believe in America, uh, uh, that don't believe in, in giving the government everything it wants, uh, quite frankly. Uh, so we look for veteran candidates. So I'm not bashing Tim Sheehy, for being a Navy SEAL, or, or for his service to the country, or even for starting his business and being nothing but a government contractor in that business, apparently, uh, I don't, I don't hold that against him. Really, uh, the problem I think is the uniparty establishment and and just the few interactions that I've read about. It. I'll let you tell the story, Darren, uh, uh, in this first segment. It's just amazing. Uh, the uh, hypocritical nature, and the it's just in your face that this is going to be our guy when you have somebody that's perfectly capable uh, that you already know in the in the mix. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on?
2: <laughs> well, and, and first of all, you know, Rob, I got to make sure that we that people know that this is there's an assumption built in here that Matt Rosendale, the current U.S. congressman from Montana. Uh, will file, will run, and will announce, and that's all on his timing and his desire and his decision. It's uh, So based on that, I will say that I'm going to run with the assumption that he will. And because of that, he's the most popular politician in, the, in Montana by far. But our current governor, Forte, Senator Steve Daines, uh, Senator McConnell, all of them don't like him. They don't want to see him in Washington, D.C., so they went out and tried to find somebody who I think they've known for quite some time, and that's probably how he got his business started. Now, I can't speak to that 100%, but I'm pretty sure that, that funding has to come from somewhere, and that's a point of concern. And, and like you said, none of this has to do with Kim as a person. I don't. He could be the greatest person in the world. I don't know. But what I do see is a situation in front of me where you've got 56 counties in Montana and you've got a billionaire governor, a multi, at least a multi-millionaire senator, both from the same small county in southwest Montana that is home to Bozeman, just north of Yellowstone Park. And now they want to recruit another candidate who's worth many hundreds of millions of dollars himself, who's not from Montana, which is a big deal here. and. Uh, it seems like they're trying to buy a seat, ultimately, again, from the same county. So to have, let's just say he were to win. You'd have two of the, both of the state senators and our governor from that one county, both of them super wealthy off of a, a lot of government contracts and then some business and other things with that really tie back to China also. That's not healthy for a state that takes 12 hours to drive across. You need to be well represented across this entire state, and that does not do it.
1: Yeah, so yeah. The they uh,
2: to come against Matt Rosendale
1: in uh, in Montana. Just so folks understand how do, how does a, a U.S. House of Representatives election work? How are your districts made up? I mean, I mean, Rosenberg's been in office now, and, and, and Rosenberg was one of the twenty against McCarthy, so he, he has my heart uh, right there. <laughs> Uh, but, but how, how do the, how does it work? Uh, is it, is it like, uh, I think in Alaska, they have like a statewide
2: district. Is that what it is? Well, no, I'll start out by saying, make sure it's, uh, it's Rosendale, not Rosenberg. And Ah, uh, I apologize. uh, This last congressional election was the first one in, in quite some time that we've actually had two congressional seats at play. And the easy way to divide it is the Rocky mountain West side of Montana, And uh, the eastern side of Montana is how that breaks down roughly. Most of the population of Montana outside of Billings, which is sort of in the south-central, is in that Rocky Mountain west. And so the the border is is pretty unique in how they captured all that. But uh, the really true heart of the conservatives in Montana is largely would be the eastern side. You know, the ranching, the farming, and those kinds of things. But there is definitely a pretty hardy conservative group here on the western side, where uh, where Zinke is serving as a congressman right now. So mm-hmm. Zinke's in the west. Rosendale is on the eastern side. Uh, Rosendale has run for Senate in the past, as you mentioned, and barely lost by three percent. I think if he ran now, he'd win by at least that much. People are pretty disheartened and upset with the lockstep voting of John Tester, even though he's trying to pretend to be moderate again. And uh, if we were to actually Watch the reservations in Montana closely. You'd see we could quickly make up that that uh, vote count by keeping them from doing things that generally are not exactly honest. And the and uh, Dester's race did some dishonest things last mm-hmm. time, and he's spots. So we'll see if that uh, monitored closely this time. But either way, I think Rosendale wins it if he chooses to run and announce so. But the establishment in D.C. under McConnell, working with Danes, Gianforte, and that kind of a crowd have, I guess you could say, elected their new messiah of the Montana Senate, and Montanans who work the grassroots are not happy because they're just bypassing us and saying our voice doesn't matter.
1: Well, and that's that's been
2: my problem
1: with the uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee and the and the GOP leadership in the Senate, which has not changed, really. I mean, the, the chairman have changed, but Mitch McConnell's still in charge, and he, he has a, an iron grip no matter what his health is like. Uh,
2: over I mean, this Baines whole process. Of that
1: now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but but I was reading that uh, that uh, I mean Rosendell he won in 2022 at plus 30 percent above yeah. uh, his closest competitor. I mean that's incredible. I, if the district's basically half the state anyway, and he has. Uh, contacts in the western side of the state, the other district that are very, very strong, and and, uh, and I think his, his numbers uh, 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 as far as like, do people like me kind of numbers are at like over 60% uh, in the latest polls, and I think that poll even said that he was beating Tester by 5%. He only lost by 3.5%, and that's the main dig uh, according this to this Mr. Berg guy, the comms director for the NRS uh, nrsc But the man, he's got a record now. He didn't really have a track record in 2018, did he? Rosendahl
2: Matt Rosendahl uh, statewide, not as much. Uh, local legislature yeah. work and other things. He definitely had a track record there. But they didn't. He didn't have the quite. I guess you could say the, the massive public exposure, standing there and putting himself in the limelight, and you know putting the target on him with the McCarthy. His voting record is solid and it, it's he's a very personable guy too so not only does he, he basically he's not a politician he's a representative yeah. of the people who wants to be with the people and and, and we love that about him because you know i'll text him or call him and he'll reply and a lot of other yeah, people yeah. are doing that too so it's no small thing for that for that to happen and uh, he, he is loved across this state and that's what the it seems like the establishment can't stand they do not truly want to fight her and the kind of people that I'm looking for, the kind of people my organization is looking for are are not the kind of people that run neck and neck with the Democrat Party or the left in general. And so the mm-hmm. American people have a hard time differentiating between the two. We want there yeah. to be a vast gulf between the two ideas and the two sides so people can really know what they're voting for. Because that, yeah. you know, that establishment unit party thing is basically just two wings of the same bird. We're looking for a completely different thing.
1: Well, it's a false narrative that uh, more moderate Republicans can win and conservatives can't. It's just absolutely blatantly yep. false. Uh, unfortunately, our uniparty leadership uh, that we continue to allow to stay in place, uh, as I mentioned, my, my first race is 10 years ago, uh, a couple months ago, uh, You know, it's the same old thing, except this time they flipped the script. They, they're taking the unknown and saying, yeah, this is our guy. Because the real guy is is too conservative, uh, you know, uh, and uh, that's that's why I laid that out in the opening. Because it just blows me away uh, that they're doing this. Well, Darren, we've got to take our first break. Unfortunately, we got to do commercials to pay for this stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, but when we come back, uh, we'll show you who their pick is and talk about him a little bit more. And then we'll show you who our pick is. Matt Rosendale, uh, for U.S. Senate to go up against John Tester in Montana. And I'm Rob Manis, Red Voice Media Network. We're the most dangerous network on the planet, according to CB Chad Caton, uh, who is on the RVM Roundup before me. And you do need to watch that. It's hilarious. And it's actually factual. And that's why we're dangerous, because we bring you the facts and the truth, and we dare to do it. We'll be right back.
3: Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy
1: and fellow Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is being implemented. As I speak to you, don't be fooled. It's not going to benefit me or you. Act now before it's too late. Did you know the Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow started on July 1st, 2023? So you better brace yourselves if you didn't hear about it, because it's going to catch you off guard. Your hard-earned assets are really at risk. Uh, But there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time. How, you ask? With one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with a gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2USA-GOLD. That's right. Call now. 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Let Biden Don't let Biden force you into using this government new digital dollar. Call 833-2USA-GOLD right now, 833-287-2465. One more time, call now, 833-287-2465. Welcome back to The Rob Manus Show. Disco, let's show them what the Uniparty's pick for Senator in Montana is.
3: I will never forget how I felt on 9-11. That fateful day motivated me to serve our nation as a Navy SEAL. I met my wife in the military and we both served in Afghanistan. After our service, Carmen and I moved to Montana to start a business and raise our family. Together, we built one of the largest aerial firefighting companies in America, created over 200 Montana jobs, and started a veteran-led cattle ranching and feeding operation. I'm Tim Sheehy. Whether it was in war or business, I see problems and solve them. America needs conservative leaders who love our country, and that's why I'm running for the United States Senate. I want to create a better future for my kids and your children and grandchildren. Our campaign is about service, God, and country, not politics as usual. Tim Sheehy, Navy SEAL, Conservative Family Man, Aerial Firefighter, Job Creator, Patriot. I'm Tim Sheehy and I approve this message because I will always put America first.
1: Now, folks, we're talking with retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel uh, Darren Gobb today, who is a co-founder of Restore Liberty and with Americans for uh, or uh, Veterans for America First. Uh, uh, Darren, now, now that's a really slick ad. It, it does well. I mean, some of that 9/11 footage uh, I, I have in my ads that we did on me, uh, you know. So uh, again, this isn't about Tim Sheehy, as opposed to it's about the uniparty establishment bypassing what the voters in Montana want, isn't it?
2: Well, Rob, it certainly seems that way. I mean, nobody ever brought Tim Sheehy to the table in any of our Republican central committees around the state and said, hey, what do you think of this guy? As far as I know, he's never gone to visit any of them. His first appearance was actually about three-quarters of the way through the state legislative session here in Helena. And Other than that, he's been a ghost. He's just a completely unknown, no voting record, never been involved in anything in this state fighting for or against anything of importance. And, and maybe that's what they're looking for, is a, is that complete ghost from out of state who can't get pigeonholed in, in any way, shape, or form. But uh, ultimately, what a lot of the grassroots here realize is that right now, if uh, given the situation where we're at, we believe that a... Tim Sheehy win in a primary election for the Republican seat is a John Tester win in a continuation of what's been going on with his uh, marching right alongside of Joe Biden and doing everything him and Chuck Schumer tell him to.
1: Now, now why is that, though? Uh, I mean, uh, is it just because of the lack of name recognition? Because they're going to put millions of dollars behind this guy, and that's not going to be an issue, quite honestly.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, not only a name recognition thing, but uh, frankly, the f- the fact that nobody knows who he is, and being a ghost isn't always bad, but when you're going for a U.S. Senate race against someone like John Tesser, who is truly a formidable opponent, whether you like it or mm-hmm. not, oh, yeah. you've got to bring the strongest contender to bear. And that may be Tim Sheehy someday. Again, he may be the greatest guy in the world. He may believe everything in that ad and be completely honest I, I would love for that to be true in, mm-hmm. in which case i would love to have for him to be sitting in the u.s senate but it's not just the visual perspective of what it means to have the establishment reach into montana and say here is your nominated person this is who we want um, you need somebody about who knows the inner workings of dc knows the yeah. tricks knows all the things that are going to get played against him in the process we need someone who has already stood up and made themselves known as against the establishment. Even when Donald Trump calls somebody else's phone and says he wants to talk to Matt Rosendale, Matt says, no, thank you, I'm busy. That's the kind of guy we need there who's just willing to stand up against anything when that is exactly what we need. So why we want to start with someone brand new is beyond me, frankly. Uh, I think he needs to step back, and she needs to step back and realize in some ways that he's getting used. If someone were to ask me, like, hey, would you run for Senate, they would be like, "Uh, not against Matt Rosendale because he's got the better chance of winning. So if this is about Montana and Montanans, Mm -hmm. the right thing is, if Rosendale chooses to to, uh, run for this Senate seat, is to step back and let him focus on beating John Tester.
1: Yeah, it is a risky proposition to uh, this this uh, Shii, uh, play because not not because he's unknown I, that can be overcome. But but you know, uh, for those of us that have been in this game for a little while, uh, look, when I ran, I didn't I didn't just go out and run out of the blue. I was on the executive committee in the county uh, that I volunteered to to fill a position that was empty when I was asked to. Uh, so so I was known at least in my county. Uh, in the Republican circles. Now, uh, the, not being from the state uh, is a tough one, though. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Montana sounds a lot like Louisiana, where I ran. Uh, you know, I got called a carpetbagger, even though my folks are from southwest Tennessee. My, my grandfather had been alive he, he probably would have found them, track, the person down, or people down that said that, and, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and give them what for, let's put it that way. <laughs> and uh, he was the type of man that threatened to hang my, my older brother up by his toes from a tree and put Tabasco on his thumbs if he didn't stop sucking his thumb. I mean, that's... The- uh, that's the way my grandpa was, but uh, but you know I mean that's uh, that's a big deal. Uh, it, it, it's something that I underestimated uh, when I when I first started in politics uh, and running for offices. It is a huge deal uh, to just move into a state after you leave the military uh, and within a couple of years uh, uh, run for office without laying any groundwork for it. That's that's the risky proposition part of it. The other part though, Darren, is I, I'm reading some things from this about this guy that. Make me uncomfortable. and and, like I said, I'm a person that I started a pact solely to recruit veterans that hadn't been in office before uh, for uh, constitutional conservatism and America first policies. Uh, so so it, it, it takes a lot for me to say this. He said some things uh, on social media about wanting to go all in on the Ukraine war uh, and and now, all of a sudden, he's opposed to it.
2: Is that correct? Yeah. That's a that's a very much a tester tactic as well. You know, whatever I'm for up until the election and right before it, I'm suddenly against, or vice versa, depending on where they think the people are in what they're going to vote for. So I, I'm not a fan of that, clearly. And he's got some other things that out out there that uh, warrant people looking into it, from you know green policies to social justice type stuff. So um, yeah. without making accusations directly, I just I just encourage people to take a good hard deep look at this guy and just make sure that he is what he says he is and if it comes back squeaky clean and he is so be it then let's just see how this plays out but uh, on the flip side of things let's take a look at somebody else and all i can do because you know frankly i know myself best Mm -hmm. i'm a retired military veteran 28 years came back to montana where my family's been for five generations i've got family over the all over the entire state Uh, my retirement was very short-lived because i got involved in The local GOP. Then I got involved in statewide stuff. And now there's another Senate candidate named Jeremy Migland who calls me all the time and says he ran into somebody who knows me out in way in the middle of nowhere, Montana, because I've been involved, I've been speaking, and I've been loud. But that doesn't mean I'm the right guy for this position either for that kind of fight. The right guy for that kind of fight is someone like Matt Rosendale, who I would step aside and let him run in a heartbeat no matter what. Because I'm not ready for D.C. either. Frankly, I don't want to live there. Uh, but uh, he, he's got the track record that matters. And so right now, in my mind, he's hes the guy.
1: Yeah, most people, I don't think, really want to live in D.C. I mean, I spent two, a little <laughs> bit over two years at the Pentagon, and we lived in northern Virginia. And uh, I don't want to live yeah. there either. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had to promise my wife, hey, I'll, I'll fly home every weekend and pay for it out of my pocket. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> sleep yeah. on the couch in the office uh, uh, like a lot of the other folks do up there, because uh, you don't want to be part of that establishment. And that's kind of what I like about Mr. Rosendale is that he 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 portrays the image of someone that really doesn't want to be there. He's doing he's doing a task for the people he represents. Uh, uh is the way I pick up when I when I've observed him and I, and I honestly didn't know who he was until this fight over McCarthy happened. Mm-hmm. Uh uh you know, so 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 that's uh, and we've got a couple of clips later in the show that will show of Matt uh talking about various things and you'll see it's very obvious uh that he's ready to do something like that. But uh before we go to the next commercial break though, Darren, uh are you guys looking at a replacement for Mr. Rosendale in his office if he decides to run for the Senate? Because you'll have to fill
2: that. Yeah, there are a few names that are getting you know, batted around of interest, and um, probably not ready to share those yet. But there there are some names that are familiar to Montana, and uh, that that's always the risk too, because there is an argument that is a legitimate argument that says, you know, he leaves the congressional. Position to not not leaves it formally, but eventually, basically leaves that position to run for Senate. And if he were to lose, now he's not in Congress or Senate, and so that risk does exist. Uh, I think yeah. uh, Zinke will continue to run in the western side. He may have some primary challengers coming here very soon, but uh, that is that is getting looked at.
1: Now, uh, Zinke's already coming coming to support
2: she right. Well, yeah, but you know, Zink, an establishment politician from DC area and um, he's very well engrossed there. And, and majority of people know that he's not the the best candidate that ran for Congress on the Western side, but he was the most financially supported and with the biggest name recognition. Uh, there is a person yeah. who most of us in the grassroots element would love to see in that seat uh, a little bit more than him.
1: Well, it sounds like a primary is in order, my goodness. You know, uh, I just, my show yesterday was talking about holding elected uh, politicians accountable. a big part of that process is making sure they get primaried, especially if they've gone off the reservation uh, 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 even once. Uh, but uh, a lot of folks that I know, that I talk to that are political activists, longtime partisans, you know, say, hey, every time an incumbent runs, they ought to have a primary challenger. Uh, that's credible just to keep them accountable and keep them honest and let them know that that power they have is temporary. Uh, Because I think a lot of people forget that. Well, hey man, we've gotta take another break. Uh, When we come back, we will see who the conservatives and the grassroots would rather see do a U.S. Senate run in Montana, Congressman Matt Rosendale. I'm Rob Maness, Red Voice Media Network is the most dangerous network in America because we bring you the facts and the truth and we do it so you don't have to have government propaganda shoved into your brain and you can make your own decisions about what's really going on in the world. We'll be right back.
4: Moms and dads of America
5: a long time on the National Defense Authorization Act and came together, and basically what we did was the largest dismantling of the social experiment that the left has been conducting on the military for the last two decades. Mm -hmm. We removed taxpayer funding for abortions which the DOD has authorized now. Uh, we removed all of the ESG, uh, environmental social governance uh, programs. Yeah. Uh, I was able to get a special amendment in there that it's buried in very deep, Damn, uh, Folks didn't even realize it. But there was a provision in there that allowed the United States military to pick up American citizens on American soil and whisk them off to Guantanamo without charges or counsel for an unlimited amount of time. Looking at how the Department of Justice is functioning now, we were able to get that out. So so the Senate version still has all of this in, plus additional funding for Ukraine, plus NATO recognition for Ukraine, and and we're just— I, I don't see how we're going to be
1: able to reconcile that. Welcome back to The Rob Maynard Show. That's the man right there, Congressman Matt Rosendale from Montana, that Montanans, uh, uh, conservatives in the Republican Party at the grassroots level want to see as their next U.S. senator to replace the, the leftist John Tester. Uh, And I say that in all seriousness, Tester is a leftist. He's going lockstep with Joe Biden uh, and some of those woke programs and environmental programs that uh, Matt was talking about there in the NDAA, uh, that the House passed to remove. That's good stuff. And we're talking with Derek Gobb today, retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel, my friend, and uh, co-founder of Restore Liberty, and a fighter for America. Uh, even beyond our uniforms, uh, we continue to try to fight for the United States uh, and its constitution and our rights and everything. And uh, uh, like I said, I didn't know Mr. Rosendale before the fight over McCarthy, but the more I see, the more I like. I, I mean, what's not to like about this guy if you're from Montana?
2: Yeah, I will tell you, Rob, the best thing the man you see on that video that is Matt Rosendale is the same exact guy when you're standing in a hotel hallway or somewhere talking to him in person. He doesn't change who he is. He's not a chameleon. He's not adjusting to the wind. He just is who he is. And it's not just me. I mean, I can text him. He'll reply. Uh, but people all over the state will do that. Uh, for those who for those who have that access. And basically everybody has that access to him. He, he's... He's never shied away from talking to the people. In fact, he makes it a point to go to things like Lincoln, Lincoln Reagan dinners, to go to county central committees and engage with people. Whether there's two there or 2,000 there, he doesn't care. He wants to talk to the people and get their opinion and act upon it. So there are, right now, if he chooses to run, which I believe he will, but that's ultimately his decision to make, mm-hmm. there, are, in, in my opinion, there are two candidates in the Republican primary that are uh, worthy of note and worthy of being paid attention to and that would be Matt if he files and jeremy migland who is already filed and running across the state of montana right now i do not think inserting a matt or a, excuse me a tim Sheehy, in this race who is clearly tied ultimately to a mcconnell decision is going to be helpful and like i said i think it leads to a tester win
1: yeah uh, you know that poll I was referencing earlier, Darren uh, has uh, Rosendale beating she in a potential primary matchup by over fifty points. Uh, I mean, that's the difference at, at this point in the race. Now, we're talking twenty four, but it's not that long. it's not that far away. I mean, the race is on. Uh, you know the, so that number will change, but uh, uh, but with his approval rating and favorability ratings over sixty percent. Uh, uh, across the state, uh, he would be really tough to beat in a Republican primary. Quite honestly, so we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. What What are the other things? I mean, I like what he talked about with the NDAA, and I did some further digging on what what he was working from an NDAA perspective. So I'm very satisfied that national security is in safe hands uh, mm-hmm. with Matt Rosendale. What are the other issues that uh, that he focuses on that Montanans? really like and why they elected him at a plus thirty point victory, I guess.
2: Well, besides the general statement of being courageous enough to stand up and let the truth be known, regardless of who's hearing it and regardless of who's in front of him, uh, his work with veterans is a pretty big deal in a state where we run we run thirteen to fifteen percent or so of uh, a veteran community and out of a million people, that's a lot. And that can change everything. And I think that's yep. critical for people like myself who are veterans to stand up and start talking about the fact that John Tester is a fake when it comes to supporting veterans. He loves the veterans administration and the bureaucracy behind it. The veterans themselves, he could care less about. And he's proven that over and over again, especially from my family, who's three generations military family and five generations living in Montana. We can see the difference and it's quite obvious. So we love Matt Rosendale's support of the veterans community. And we love the fact that he is fighting that ESG, the diversity, equity, and all that stuff in everything he's involved in. It's not just the National Defense Authorization Act. It's every bill he sees, if he finds it, he'll stand up and fight against it. And, and we just think that's wonderful. And like you said, it's it's a misnomer. It's a lie to think that true constitutional conservatives and oath-keeping people uh, are going to lose, and we need moderates so we can t- cozy up next to the Democrats and confuse people and let them not know who stands where. What we really need are people who stand apart. And as a result, we know exactly what they stand for.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the poll, I, I, I should tell everybody, the poll that I'm talking about is actually a PPP poll. It's public policy polling. That is a left-wing polling group, uh, uh, now the 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 other false narrative that gets pushed a lot and is being used against President Trump right now too is that uh, well uh, those guys are pulling the, this Rosendale guy high because they want him to win so they can beat him that's the other that's the other half of that false narrative <laughs> about electability that the that groups like the NRSC uh, the uniparty establishment in DC like to push uh, and you see the DeSantis uh, folks and I, and I'm not bashing on the governor but the team you know their strategy is to push that narrative uh every five minutes uh on twitter uh when i'm looking at my phone uh, i see a a, just a just a straight flat out tweet that just says donald trump's not electable uh and uh Mm -hmm. when you go look at it usually the person's from florida or or some other connection uh to uh to that team and Uh, And all of the other candidates, as far as I'm concerned in that race, the 2024 presidential are uniparty establishment. I don't know what their reasons for running are. Uh, I don't know what the strategy is, other than big picture wise, they're trying to knock uh, uh, Mr. Trump down enough to where they can uh, get him out of the GOP primary, but it certainly looks like that he's gonna win. Uh, uh, today and one of the things, and we'll show this clip in the next segment. I think, uh, is Congressman Rosendale's already come out and said something, but uh, Mitch McConnell's been silent. Have you noticed that the guy pushing Tim Shee he's been silent, hadn't said a word about this uh, this crazy January sixth indictment that completely criminalizes political speech and political activity around protesting or contesting a presidential election. It's unbelievable. Look, I've run I've run in four elections, won one, lost three, uh, and uh, had to consider contesting it and have meetings with people, attorneys and, and my team and those kind of things about whether we should or not. You know? And for to take those kind of conversations and criminalize it in a federal indictment and one of those four counts is, oh my gosh, it's a uh, uh, conspiracy against rights. There's actually, if you read that law, it, it's, a, uh, it's part of the, the reconstruction, uh, post reconstruction laws that were passed. There's actually a death penalty piece to that. If somebody mm-hmm. has, has uh, conducted this insurrection or sedition and, and a person dies where they've been trying to uh, deprive somebody of their right, their civil rights, their right to vote, et cetera. Uh, those kind of things. There's a death penalty, there, there's actually a death. I didn't believe it when I saw it, but Breitbart did an article on it uh, last night, I think. Uh, uh, force forced me to do the research on it. I mean, th- that's incredibly bad. And Mitch McConnell hasn't said a word, not a word. Now he's sick, I get it, but he's got a staff, just like the NRSC comms guy does, and he's got a mouthpiece and they know what to say. You know what I mean? Yep. Say something. You
2: know, normally, we say silence is consent. In this case, of course, silence is cowardice. But unfortunately, there are some people that that are talking that you wish you didn't have to listen to. And the NRSC comms guy is probably one of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, uh, and I know what McConnell's position is. Uh, he's glad that January 6th happened. Uh, and uh, he looks forward, I'm sure, to what, uh, whatever befalls Donald Trump and the American people, and anybody else that ever, ever, forevermore contest a freaking federal election, it's unbelievable what these people will do just to get one man out of the out of the running uh, to this country. I mean, this is damaging. The first indictments were damaging. Yeah, they crossed a Rubicon there, but this one and and the seditious conspiracy. Superseding indictment that's going to happen from Jack Smith is the one that breaks the yeah. country in my mind, and I honestly, Darren, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know how we'll come back from it. I mean, I've seen people say things that I never thought I would see in a serious manner. You know, they've gone too far. Uh, 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 I've seen people s- talk today about every state needs to establish their own militia. Uh, and uh, I mean, we could have a whole series of shows on that subject itself. Uh, not that that's a bad thing, but it's but in the context that we're talking about, it is we we're really uh, uh, really teetering on something, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I don't like it.
2: Yeah, Rob, I agree. It's and uh, all of that stuff you just talked about, I'm involved in a lot of different organizations and people, and it's all there in space, but I will say that uh, a previous speaking event that I was at in Florida was only hours uh, ahead of the raid in Mar-a-Lago. And when I got back to Montana from that speaking event, I immediately wrote an article about crossing the Rubicon. I believe that when that happened, regardless of the Trump personality or any personality involved at all, it's silencing political opposition to the use of federal agencies that uh, that was a that Rubicon that cannot be uncrossed. And we've been yeah. continuing to march further past that. The indictments are just the follow on actions from that crossing. And, and our country is going down a, a very dark place. Now, could there be some great things happen at the end of that if American people recognize it and truly stand up? There could be, absolutely. But yeah. it takes a lot of us uh, and in Restore Liberty, what I do is I'm out, you know, traveling the country, speaking to groups. I'm not looking for a hundred million-person grassroots movement. I'm looking for the remnant of the people who truly know what's going on and are willing mm-hmm. to share the truth no matter the cost. Those yeah. people are phenomenal, and we're finding them.
1: And we'll talk more about that after this break, Darren. Uh, I'm Rob Manis. We're talking with uh, uh, Restore Liberty uh, co-founder Darren God from Montana about the Uniparty their desires. and the next segment, coming up, we're going to talk about this indictment uh, over January 6th of President Donald J. Trump, and uh, we'll hear from Matt Rosendale, I think, about what he thinks about that. We'll be right back.
6: When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun and since we live on a ranch he's up at sunrise doing things like this isn't that right honey that's right he's stronger can work out longer keeps up on his ranch chores, and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids.
0: I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s.
6: I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it. It'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video.
3: Watch the video. You won't believe how simple it is. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1, 2023.
5: Bills, And it is a perfect time for us to be able to go in and and remove this funding from the Department of Injustice, as they have be- commonly be- uh, become known as around Washington, D.C. Uh, we've got a major problem with Jack Smith. He is pursuing yet another investigation of President Trump that is completely unwarranted. You know, it, it absolutely amazes me. Here we've got the, the only person—I mean, I just listened to— the the clips that you had, Uh, these people talking about security and making sure that we have additional security around courthouses and things like that. President Trump is the only person who tried to bring in additional uh, National Guard troops around the Capitol because he knew there was going to be extra people, not that anybody was going to get out of hand, but as the Speaker said, you bring additional people to manage the crowds. The only thing we've seen come out of the Department of Justice is, is additional uh, surveillance of, of people that want to utilize their the rights of free speech. Meanwhile, after President Trump offered up that additional security, we all know now that Nancy Pelosi denied it.
1: Welcome back to The Rob Mana Show Live here on the Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth, and that makes us very dangerous. We're talking with retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Darren Gobb of uh, Veterans for America First and the co-founder of Restore Liberty uh, here. And, uh, uh, Darren, that's uh, Congressman Rosendale there. Actually, I think that clip was before the indictment dropped. Uh, and uh, his point was one that I've always talked about. It's one of the things that really puzzles me, uh, knowing how calling up the National Guard in D.C. works. I was in the Pentagon on the Joint Staff uh, during 9-11 and, and the aftermath and everything. So I understand and, and, and have worked that issue. And for the president of the United States to offer it up and then be denied and now faces indictment because he, they say he caused this January 6th, that's really what this whole indictment is all about. Which he was acquitted for in the Senate, by the way, on the impeachment. But that's neither here nor there. That's a political process, not a legal process. But that issue uh, is one I hope I hope Mr. Rosendale keeps hammering at home publicly because it's just absolutely ludicrous and turns the absurdity uh, inside out, so you can really see how just how absurd uh, this uh, Department of Justice has become here in the United States. If you're on the wrong political
2: side. Yeah, this is a bad political theater forced in front of the entire American population on a routine basis. And if anybody actually thinks that anybody in DC, for the most part, that's in the establishment cares about what anybody out here in real America thinks, I think they need to spend some time in DC. I I, like you have, was stationed there for about two and a half years. I was in uh, Fort Myer, Virginia and uh, i was one of those guys that would have been called then if there was need for security on the capitol grounds area or wherever else on the greater dc plan but uh, i know the plan exists and i know how it works and yeah it's for nancy pelosi and chuck schumer and all these they're they're only as bold as they are because they know they've got so much of the media in their pocket and they can just lie to the american people routinely and count on the fact that everything will be spun properly and planted, all the blame will be planted at the right person's feet, and of course that is Donald John Trump. So, and with Restore Liberty and everything I've worked in, and still I'm working on it, it's it's about principle. We try to avoid the personalities of everything because someone's going to say like, well, Trump did this, or or you know, you pick the name, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna elevate the game to talk about the principles of things. We would be just as angry as an organization if any GOP presidential candidate used their position and the federal bureaucracy against their political opponent to give them specific advantage in an an election race. That includes, Mm -hmm. by the way, the massive election issues that we have across this country at all levels. So the principles should drive everything that we act on. And that's where we sit. We know this is the weaponization of that Department of Injustice against a specific candidate and ultimately and really against the American people. And this is why in Restore Liberty we talk about going local, thinking national, and just r- realize the fact that D.C. is such, if frankly, a deep swamp that it can't be fixed of itself. It's going to take something a lot more drastic. And I don't know what that is, but uh, I-, I don't see it ever self-correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, you make a good point, Darren. You know, the uh, folks, when I talk about President Trump and this issue, uh, I'm talking out of loyalty to the Constitution of the United States and the values in the Declaration of Independence that founded the country and led to that. Okay, I'm not talking about Donald Trump, the individual. I'm talking about him as president of the United States, uh, as if I would be talking about George Washington, who was the first president of the United States that set the really the standard uh, uh, for presidents uh, that really I would like to see us go back to, quite frankly, uh, is his standards, uh, because the country ran a heck of a lot better. Of course, we were a lot smaller too, but this, this is not about we talk, we say his name a lot because he's the one being persecuted, and I choose that word carefully. He is being persecuted by the government of the United States, and it not, it's not just the Department of Justice. It is the intel intelligence community, which I was part of in the Air Force as an 06 and, and it pains me to talk about uh, uh, that because you know we're all of us. Warriors. I mean, we're 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 users and creators of intelligence and disseminators. I mean, I mean, it's a process and a and a a function that's near and dear to our hearts. Is my point, Uh, you know? So, this is about loyalty to the Constitution of the United States and the process. Look, if Donald John Trump. Uh, uh, if we had the evidence on him that we're seeing on Joe Biden now coming out of uh, the hearings, and I don't know if you saw Tucker Carlson's first part of his interview uh, with uh, Devin Archer, uh, Hunter's best friend, who was partners with him and everything. I mean, he laid it out in that first interview. Just I just watched it before we came on the show. It is clear that the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden— did an impeachable offense as vice president. It is clear. Uh, So at at a minimum, I would be, if Donald Trump had done that and we had that evidence uh, to do that, I'd be right there with everybody else saying, we need to look at impeachment in a very serious manner here because this is wrong. Uh, And that's just one little piece uh, of, of the Biden scandal Uh, But uh, and there's more out there. Now, there are those on the left that talk about Trump and his family and all that, but there's never been one scintilla of evidence of law-breaking when it comes to uh, abuse of power, those kind of things, you know? I mean, by those standards, uh, because he wrote the executive order about bump stocks, which I considered an anti-Second Amendment thing, and I opposed President Trump on that, he's been overturned by the courts on that, Uh, uh, That's a criminal act on his part uh, uh, and an impeachable offense by the standards of the left on that. But at the same time, they look at Biden and they go, and it's clear this man was bought off, that he did things for money while in his official position for a foreign country, okay? It's clear the evidence is now there on the table. Uh, uh, but the people on the left that are talking about Mr. Trump and all that stuff just want to completely ignore the real impeachable offenses and the real crimes and go after this this criminal, uh, uh, This uh, it's a criminal persecution of Mr. Trump and his supporters too. You know, I was reading this indictment there and there's like six or seven co-conspirators. They're not named, but John Eastman, the attorney, uh, that uh, floated some of the legal theories uh, as to how they could contest the outcome of the election during those months between election day and January 6. Uh, I believe I believe he's co-conspirator number two he was he was on uh, I think Charlie Kirk's show uh, earlier today and talking about that And, and what amazes me is that, this is a, this man's not a criminal. He's just he's an attorney that's uh, uh, that specializes in constitutional law and uh, was proposing a valid legal theory in the minds of many constitutional scholars. And Donald Trump and he are being called criminals for doing it. That's the part that that that's what makes me scratch my head and go, have we really crossed into something that there's no recovery from? Now, I, I, I have a positive outlook. There will be a recovery. We recovered from the Civil War, the war between the states. Uh, and uh, 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 there were some that say we didn't, but we did. We did do that. Uh, and good things actually did come out of that. Slavery was ended. You know, uh, eventually Jim Crow was abolished uh, in, in this country and those kind of things. So. Uh, good things did eventually come out of that, uh, so I'm a I have a positive outlook. But this is really concerning me because there's always the crazies out there, you know, they're <laughs> the nuts. Well, somebody made a call about an active shooter in the Senate Russell office building in the Senate office building, the Russell building, I believe, today. Uh, I mean, I mean. I don't think they ever found anything, thank goodness. But uh, there's always the crazies on both sides uh, when you have situations like this. And that's what I'm concerned about is that we may have gone too far uh, and and those people will outnumber the rest of us. So I'll throw it back over to you for the last 30 seconds to tell people where to find you and, and uh, get your message out.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that active shooter was probably trying to hide some cocaine. But um, <laughs> yeah, ultimately, with uh, with Restore Liberty, we, we talk to people about not being naive to the fact that we could lose, and that there's a dark yeah. period to go before we could restart to recover. And that's uh, frankly the leadership on Restore Liberty is is prepared to be that that leadership to help rebuild a nation from this uh, the banana republic that the Biden crime syndicate is trying to form here. And we know what this um, attack on Trump means. Trump, it's an attack on the people. Ultimately, that's the principle of it all. And right. if they try this, they win it somehow, and they attempt to do something to him, then including. You know, whether it be jail or who who knows what, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to cross into some territory that they might find themselves very uncomfortable in in the first place. Because the American people are the ones who give the power to the federal government, and the American people are the ones who can remove it.
1: Exactly right, Darren. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a, a great conversation, and uh, uh, it's always good to get an update on uh, what the heck the Uniparty's doing with the U.S. Senate races. That's one of my favorite subjects to to bash them about, and they should they deserve to be bashed. Uh, Good luck, and uh, we'll have you on again soon, my friend.
2: All right, Thanks, Rob. It's always a pleasure to be with you, and God bless you and all your listeners.
1: God bless you. Well, folks, uh, I'm Rob Manis, the most dangerous network in America. Red Voice Media is here to give you the facts and the truth, and I'll see you tomorrow on Truth Thursday. We've got a good one. Uh, We've got a really good one. The guy that wrote the book against Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals to tell people how to do it. And we'll be talking about rhinos again. Tucker's still laughing.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary, there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
6: When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this. Now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun. And since we live on a ranch, he's up at sunrise doing things like this. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. He's stronger, can work out longer, keeps up on his ranch chores, and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids.
0: I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s.
6: I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it. It'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video.
3: Watch the video. You won't believe how simple it is. $10,000
0: $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections, and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late.
3: When I invented My Pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two inch pipe cusset. It has four custom moth levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60 day money back guarantee and 10 year warranty.
4: Go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary My Pillow Queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98.